Hello and welcome to another episode of Cranky Talk, a show for av geeks and non-av geeks alike. We tackle anything related to airlines and sometimes beyond. And we're coming back a little bit earlier from break than we planned because, well, we're going to talk about Southwest because what else will we be talking about, Dave? Yes, yeah, so and a very happy holidays to you, too. Ah, yes. How I missed you during our break. But uh, <laughs> look, I mean, my travel luck was awful. Uh, it wasn't Southwest's fault, though. I've been sick with some respiratory thing forever. And we had to call off our trips, and I'm still not better. Uh, yeah, you don't sound you don't sound entirely better, but uh, I did fly Southwest, and everything went great. <laughs> yeah, and to say that you got lucky with the timing of your trip would be let's just call it an understatement. But uh, most people on Southwest had a bad, bad time, and uh, we're we're gonna talk about it. All right, let's thank our sponsor. This episode is sponsored by MedJet the membership service that gets you home if you're hospitalized while traveling. It also offers security and crisis response through their MedJet Horizon membership. We'll talk a bit more about them later on. All right, so you were sick, um, and you were just lying in bed watching this entire mess unfold. No, I mean, sometimes I was on the couch. <laughs> uh, and there was the one day where I got so sick of being sick that I just drank a lot of scotch. <laughs> But that, <laughs> it's going great anyway, is my point. Yeah, I'm sure you're a great hang. Uh, <laughs> all right, so your highlight may not be far off from the highlight of all those people who had trips planned on Southwest and then had their flights canceled. That's true. They may not have gotten off their couch either except to fill up their scotch, but uh, it was not good. All right, so what happened? A lot of stuff. Well, yeah, uh, but yeah, it's never just one thing. Uh, how did this explode into something so bad for so long? Well, first I started coughing, okay. and that all right. Oh, all right, that wasn't the thing. Not the question. No, I mean that was the question. You didn't specify <laughs> if you were talking about my. How did or Southwest, Southwest? How did all of this happen with Southwest specifically? Well, fine. Uh, I wish I had those answers, uh, but you know, I'm just getting back to work here. So, um, haven't really had time to develop that full picture yet. Uh, but there are some things we know, uh, like as almost as always the case, bad weather was the catalyst started the whole thing. Sure. Uh, yeah. When the entire country, except for us in SoCal was plunged into uh, snowy, cold darkness. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember what the news called this one. Was it a bomb cyclone or a polar vortex, storm of the century? Do you, do you remember? I, I don't remember. It was probably all of them. I was uh, too busy enjoying a very sunny, sunny holiday. That really was warm here. I'll <laughs> give us that. But whatever it was, uh, that was the trigger that started it all. So, um, and, and it also, by the way, it wasn't just one, right? There was that first one. They kind of rolled through the Rockies and messed mm. up Denver and went east. And then was like the next day there was the one that hit the Pacific Northwest and just nailed Seattle and Portland. Yep. Uh, yeah, it was complex and, and definitely nasty weather pattern there. Sure. But the other airlines seemed to do OK through it all. I had heard of the problems in Denver and Chicago, but United has hubs in those places. They didn't seem to fall apart. Yeah, you're right on that. Well, sort of. I mean, it, it wasn't good for United or anyone, but it wasn't right. disastrous like it was for Southwest. 
and you know, other than Alaska, which really got nailed by the Pacific Northwest part of that storm, uh, the other airlines did relatively okay, relatively. So, like, uh, so according to a Nuvu data, uh, I looked between December eighteenth and December thirty first. And during that period, American completed more than 97% of flights. Gold star for them. Uh, also had more than 70% of flights arrive within 14 minutes of schedule, which is only a couple points behind Delta. That's a great result right there. Uh, during that period, most airlines had on time rates in like the 50 to 60% range. Uh, but all did complete more than 90%, except for Alaska, which is at 87%, and Southwest at 69%. Nice. Uh, but this uh, this also is over a couple week period. So the impact on the really bad days was way, way worse. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it really was. I mean, it, it was a spectacular failure for Southwest across the board here, uh, while others were definitely spottier. Um, so, for example, Southwest knew this storm was going to be ugly, and it actually went in and pre-canceled a bunch of flights trying to prepare for the suck. So December 22nd is when it all started to go to hell. And uh, it canceled like a quarter of its flights that day, uh, which is more than a thousand flights, by the way. Uh, And then it only got worse. Yeah, you're not kidding. (laughs) Um, The next day, let's see, uh, canceled a little more than 35 percent and then 42 (laughs) percent and about 50 percent on Christmas Day and then canceled over 75 percent of flights the day after christmas (laughs) Uh, and that's when it started rebounding if you can call this a rebound uh canceling a mere 68 percent of flights on the 27th then uh let's see 63 percent of flights on the 28th 59 percent on the 29th that's a banner day uh but then canceled like one percent on the 30th when they got back to normal there and that is the day that I had my flight set to go to Austin. Yeah, like I said, you got way lucky with your scheduled trip. And <laughs> and your flight was fine, right? Completely fine. We had a great time. It was a great New Year's in uh, in Austin. Uh, so can you explain why those numbers were as bad as they were on those days? I just want to gloss over Austin. That's fine. Whatever. <laughs> uh, I can't actually fully explain it, but I can definitely say some stuff. And we'll do that after the break. So, Dave, we've been talking about our sponsor, MedJet, for quite a while now. And did you know that this year they just did their most expensive transport? Travel and Leisure even wrote about this. All right. How much? $199,000. Yeah. uh, Someone slipped and fell in Malawi. And didn't want their hip operated on there, so uh, Medjet got them moved back home to Chicago. I mean, to be fair, I don't want my hip operated on anywhere, but if it's necessary, right? probably nice to be home. Uh, and it's pretty amazing, though, that a $99 membership can save you that much money. Uh, Medjet paid for the whole thing. All right. So annual memberships are only about $300, too. So that's, uh, that's still a bargain. Yeah, yeah, you know, they say they're a get-me-out-of-here membership, but seems to be uh, seems to be true. Yep. Right, so if we look at all the airlines, the 22nd to the 24th, those were the bad days. Uh, United, for example, canceled 13% of flights on the 22nd, 
22% on the 23rd, and then climbed back up to uh, only canceling 13% again on the 24th. Um, De- then there was Delta. Delta's problems a little further east uh, and west, actually, with Seattle um, as a hub. So on the 22nd, Delta canceled less than 8%. Uh, but on the 23rd, canceled 23%, and then 21% on the 24th. Yeah, that's still not good. <laughs> no, it's terrible. <laughs> there, thousands and thousands of people were disrupted by this, had their holiday plans ruined by this storm. Uh, but, hey, these airlines should all be just sending a thank you note to Southwest, <laughs> taking the spotlight entirely <laughs> off them. Making it seem like they ran amazingly perfect operations when you compare them. Uh, yeah, no kidding. Uh, these are still really bad numbers. Uh, but yeah, Southwest was so much worse. Yeah, and it's it is strange because Southwest actually did pre-cancel so much to try to make it easier to recover. I mean, on the twenty second, they didn't operate thirty five percent of flights or whatever, and and it, it just kept getting worse after that though. So the uh, pre-canceling did not work. Why? Uh, this is where we can only speculate at this point. I'm, I'm hoping to get more information at some point. But um, look, I mean, we we saw some pretty weak sauce communications <laughs> dribble out uh, a few days after the fact from Southwest that helped give a little flavor. Uh, but they didn't say much. It's weird. Uh, but hopefully, eventually, I'll be able to glean more on this here. Okay, but there are some things that we do know. Yes. So first, we know Southwest is an airline. that sometimes flies planes (laughs) coming in hot yeah uh no we we do okay so we do know that uh in the pacific northwest on that icy day there Mm. uh the middle of the country got hit the hardest um and you know when you have a hub and spoke airline like united uh in denver and chicago they can just thin out the hub operations they can say all right these planes are going out and back We'll just cancel that round trip, sit the plane on the ground. It's fine. Crews are where they were supposed to start, not out of place, all that kind of stuff. It's relatively easy if you do it right and don't get caught by surprise. Mm. Uh, But Southwest isn't built that way. Uh, So it it won't call anything a hub, although it definitely has hubs. Uh, (laughs) But it does have huge operations, not only at its uh, air quote hubs in Chicago and Denver, uh, but also in like all the mid-sized cities over the U.S. that airlines, the bigger airlines walked away from as hubs, you know, over the last few decades. Um, so, you know, these airplanes are just kind of snaked their way around. So you have Kansas City, St. Louis, Nashville, you name it. All these places suffered a lot during this, and that throws off the whole operation. Uh, and, you know, the, the way that they route their airplanes, it, it is built differently, so it's not as easy to isolate. All right. So it's the way the airline routes its airplanes? That's part of it. And then also, let's never underestimate just bad luck. Sure. Right? Like, that's such a big piece of this. Because you have, uh, not only do you have things like frozen hydraulics that stop the use of some jet bridges in places like, I think it was in Chicago. And then you had random fog that showed up in San Diego just to be like, ha let's see if we can screw this up more. Uh, you know, all, all these things added up and, um, you know, I, I believe the scientific term is a shit show. <laughs> and then you add on the impacts of the weather itself, like the fact that the rampers have to take more breaks because they can't be out in the cold for that long. Um, that, so that reduces capacity of what you can handle and, you know, bad, bad, bad. 
you're kind of glossing over that part. You know, why? <laughs> there, there have been low temps and all that before. Yeah, this is what I'm hoping I can understand better down the line. But I just don't have answers on this now. It, it, it seems like everyone else thinks they have answers. Uh, you know, the unions jumped all over this, blaming previous management and, you know, making it all dramatic. Um, but I always take union comms with a grain of salt anyway, since there's inevitably a negotiating stance. There's a motivation behind it, um, you know, for saying these things. And then there were all these tweets speculating what's going on. There was that, you probably saw it, there was that Southwest memo saying mm-hmm. rampers needed a doctor's note um, if they were going to call in sick, which I'm pretty sure is standard procedure if you're worried about things getting tight in a bad storm at Southwest. Uh, I, I, again, I need more information. But you know, th- this like turned into this story that people just all walked off the job and it was mass quitting and I never saw any of that confirmed. I, I don't know. Eventually, the dust will settle. But for now, it sounds like a whole lot of conjecture. Ooh, big word there, counselor. Well, yes. I mean, how else can I make myself pretend to be smart? <laughs> but seriously, Southwest was remarkably, and I would argue stupidly, silent through much of this. All that does is make room for the trolls and the others who have a lot to say, even if it's not right. Uh, yeah, and add in a 24-hour news cycle, media outlets will eat up anything they can. Uh, you know, uh, It seems like a big miss by Southwest communications team, though. Right. And this isn't the first time Southwest has used this strategy, which is <laughs> so weird. I figured at some point someone would be like, hey, maybe you guys should get out there. <laughs> uh, on the other hand, though, does this really matter? What do you mean? Yeah, Southwest has melted down before, uh, and then everything goes back to normal. Other airlines people hate have melted down before, and they do just fine after a while, too. It's not like people have tons and tons of options for their air travel. So if Southwest just assumes, you know, things will get back to normal, uh, why bother saying anything? If, <laughs> you know, it's not going to make the end result better. It's uh, <laughs> mm, a good question. I I guess the assumption that it will always go back to normal is what bugs me a little bit. Like, yes, we've never seen it go differently. (laughs) But that doesn't mean it can't, in theory. Um, And as you know, I'm also just a big fan of opening clear communication. I think it's so stupid when they keep things close to their vest and leave everyone guessing. Sure. I can attest to this for those of you who don't know. Brett is incredibly open to us uh, at the company about our performance, how things are going, (laughs) any issues, and it's great. (laughs) I'll assume you actually meant that. Uh, But it is true. I'm pretty much an open book. Like, I want everyone to know what's going on. And I don't understand why Southwest thinks it's better to just be quiet and let all the other rumors and everything else take over. It's so strange. But but anyway, we spent too much time on this. But um, nothing nothing will change. You're probably right. (laughs) So be it. Um. All right, so let's get back to the timeline here. The storms and all airlines were really shaky through uh, December 24th. Then Christmas Day, it gets worse. A little for Southwest, yeah. Uh, But Christmas Day still (laughs) had the airline operating about half of its flights. So it was worse than the day before, but it wasn't like falling off a cliff. You just would have hoped to see recovery starting. Uh, But things were very clearly not going well. And then the day after Christmas is when the wheels really fell off and only a quarter of the flights operated. All right. So what happened then? I don't know. But that has to be when Southwest realized it was not going to fly its way out of this mess. 
What does that mean? It means Southwest is trying to fix itself and keep operating. But now, several days after the initial storm rolled through, things were getting significantly worse. So what it sounds like is that the crew scheduling systems just couldn't keep up. Again, what does that mean? All right, all right. I'll back up. I'll back up. So airlines have crew scheduling systems, right? These are the, I mean, you think about Southwest, uh, an airline with like almost a thousand airplanes and, you know, thousands of flights a day and tens of thousands of crew members. And they have to fit all these pieces of the puzzle together, right? So they have these systems um, that say, all right, here's the plan. And then when you have something huge, like a weather system, like we saw at the holidays rolls through, that screws up every plan. You cancel a bunch of flights, you have delays, misconnections, whatever. So the system then goes into fix mode and says, all right, here's our new solution on how we're going to move crews around and keep the airline flying the best that we can. Um, and, and this is not like a simple program. So you run it and by the time it's finished, it may be obsolete already. But so it, it has to keep running, especially if things are moving so fast. Um and so the system may never actually catch up if it gets too far behind. So that's what happened? It, it sounds like that's at least part of it. A again, we're not getting big details from Southwest, but bits and pieces have come out that indicate this is the issue. Um, it seems like the cruise scheduling system just couldn't keep up. So crews are scattered all over the place. And the system itself is just either old or inadequate or whatever it is, I don't know. Um, but it sounds like it requires a lot of work, manual work. So you have crews that are trying to get in touch with people in operations and they can't get through. They can't get on the phone because everyone's trying to call in. And so they're waiting for assignments. And, you know, then the airline doesn't necessarily even know where the crews are. And when all that happens, you just have to shut it down. But they didn't. No, they did not. And, you know, if you look at the day after Christmas, Southwest somehow didn't need to shut it down entirely from there, <laughs> which is, is actually pretty impressive in a way. Um, instead, it, what it looks like is Southwest was able to run a baby airline uh, <laughs> about a third the size, and they were able to sort of isolate that. Um, and then sat the rest of the fleet or moved airplanes around and cruise around and did whatever they had to do to get it back in shape to prepare uh, for a, a full restart. And the thing is, though, like even with that, it was still shaky. Uh, things were still so uncertain. Southwest said it wasn't going to sell any seats that week until uh, the, the I guess it was the Friday, the 30th, I think it was, mm. um, when they were doing the restart. Um, but they said, we're not selling any seats. And, and selling seats also means reaccommodating people. There's just no seats available. Uh, and that's because there are two reasons you do that. One is because you're not convinced you can actually even operate those flights you're hoping to operate. So you don't want to add more crap into the system. Uh, but also it does keep airplanes open in case, you know, you have a bunch of people at the airport and canceled and delayed that are showing up and you, you can put them on planes that aren't actually full. It might even be relatively empty. Uh, but, you know, for people stuck waiting for a flight, that might be terrible. You know, flight had seats on it, but they couldn't book it or not if it had room. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> that, but that shows you just how messed up things had become. Because then from there, you know, it took three days. You had Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday yep. to run this, this baby airline. And then 
hope that on Friday, poof, everything would be fine again. And sure enough, it was. And that's when I was flying. And, you know, yeah, the, all was well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, I mean, you wouldn't believe that if you read articles from some publications out there. I mean, oh, man, these things just make my blood boil. I'm better off not reading. Uh, but the FAA had a computer problem uh, earlier this week, caused a bunch of problems in Florida. And there was more than one article I saw that tried to kind of irresponsibly spin that as a continuation of Southwest failures. Like somehow that <laughs> it's clickbait, right? It's right. it's garbage. Um but Southwest is back to normal. What they did for last Friday when they first put the thing in place, it is working. They're running a normal airline. Everything is fine again. That doesn't mean there aren't cancellations and delays. There always are. But, you know, Southwest right. is back to where it should be. Right. And it appears that it's time to just bribe everyone uh, to love the airline. <laughs> well, nobody's bribing me since I wasn't booked to fly them. <laughs> but, yeah, that does appear to be the general plan here. Uh, kill them with kindness and cash. And points. Southwest is throwing out uh, 25,000 rapid rewards points to each person who is impacted by a delay or cancellation during the mass. Uh, that's a lot of points. <laughs> so we'll see how long it is before they devalue the program again. <laughs> um, but also, you know, they're processing refunds. They've been compensating people for their expenses. It is going to cost the airline hundreds of millions of dollars. But it had no choice. Uh, no, you can't really tell people, oops, my bad, uh, especially when all the holiday travel was impacted. No, and especially since Secretary of Transportation Pete Buttigieg here, he's been looking for a way to improve consumer rights and get a win, right? I mean, we've seen right. him making a lot of noise over there. Uh, he's been trying to act tough, but he was just gifted the right to regulate like crazy with this fiasco. So what's the chance that that actually happens? I'd say it's good that something will happen. Right. Uh, but Southwest is definitely being smart about just opening the pocketbook. Like, whatever you want. Here it is. You want a plane? Go take the plane. It's fine. Because <laughs> uh, if it can do anything to actually stop regulation, that's it, is just opening everything up. Right. I don't think this is going to work. It's not going to stop regulation. But it could help blunt the impact of what DOT ends up doing. Uh, but DOT better do something. If it doesn't now, it never will. Right. Uh, so now things are back to normal for Southwest. People are still pissed, but they'll forget about it uh, because they're full of cash and rapid rewards points. Yeah, that's about right. And now on to the next meltdown. Thank you once again to our sponsor, MedJet, the membership service that gets you home if you're hospitalized while traveling. It also offers security and crisis response through the MedJet Horizon membership. If you'd like to be a sponsor of Cranky Talk, let us know. Email us at advertisercrankyflyer.com and leave us those five-star ratings. This helps others find our podcast. If you have suggestions for what you'd like us to cover in a future show, tell us. Email us at info at crankyconcierge.com. 